Welcome to Manifesting Wonder, a podcast for the divinely curious. I'm your host, Sam Perriard, guiding you back to your joy and childlike wonder so you can manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. These are conversations with an open heart and open mind with tangible tips on manifestation and spirituality with amazing guests, thoughts, and ideas where nothing is off limits. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for being here. Now let's begin. Hello, welcome back to Manifesting Wonder. I'm your host, Sam Perriard. Thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time here, hello. So happy to be your first time. (laughs) And if you are a repeating listener, thank you so much for being here. I always love to just start off with that with gratitude and get myself into that state because it really just reminds me of why I'm here, why I'm doing all of this. And if you saw the Uh, title of this episode. I mean, obviously you saw it if you clicked on it. No, I am not pregnant. So I'm going to talk today about manifesting our second baby. This whole journey that we have been on has been absolutely wild, but I'm just feeling such a deepened surrender. I was going to write a bunch of notes for this episode and keep it really like clean and, you know, crisp and everything because I was super nervous about sharing all of this. But you know what? I'm just going to speak from the heart today because, you know, I, over this year, I've been really trying to be more vulnerable with my content and everything because one of my mentors, my speaking mentor, Jess Ekstrom said, you know, people are only going to go as deep with themselves as you go with you, with yourself and as you go with them, right? So taking you guys deep is something that I really want to start doing more. I've been trying to a little bit, but it's so nerve wracking for me. Like I'm sweating talking about this because, you know, how much is too much? But then I think to myself, I'm like, I love hearing an inside look into what people are going through because it makes me feel less alone. It makes me feel like I am seen. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today, my whole baby journey. And if you are listening here, I just also would love to remind you guys to leave me a five-star review if that feels aligned for you on Apple or wherever. And just let me know if you're enjoying the show because getting out this content to people who need it is so valuable. And I just love sharing manifestation with people. I think that it's so helpful over the years listening to people talk about this has helped me so much. So if you would love to do that, that would be so, I'd be so happy. And I will reach out to you and thank you personally because it, it means a lot to me. So Without further ado, let's get into today's episode all about manifesting our second baby, our journey through this all, and what's actually really been going on. So my husband and I have a son. Uh, If you've heard the podcast before, we have one son. He's four. And we got married in 2019. So it's been about three years almost since we got married. And right after we got married, we were ready. We wanted to have another baby right away. Um, Started trying right away. Like I could have even... I thought maybe I would even be pregnant at my wedding because we were just so excited and we were ready. But to preface, I had a really hard time with postpartum with my son. And the reason that it's important that you know this is because there's a lesson that I have learned um, that I'll kind of circle to at the end. But just keep that in the front of your mind. I struggled a bit actually a lot with my son, like total postpartum anxiety and depression, really thought that I, my family was better off without me. Like all the things I had, all those intrusive thoughts that people have. Like I 
to when I look back now, I really think I should have been on medication or something like that. And I really wish that I would have reached out for help. So if you are struggling with your mental health, whether you are postpartum or not, um, I really encourage you to reach out to somebody and just ask for some help, even if it's just like getting away, finding something fun to do, or, you know, maybe just talking to your doctor or something like that, because you do not have to do this alone. You do not have to suffer. So I just wanted to say that first of all. So about three years ago, we decided we wanted to have another baby. And with our son, we got pregnant like instantly. As soon as I tracked my ovulation and figured out when I was ovulating, boom, pregnant. No problems at all. Had the most amazing pregnancy. Like he's he thrived. He was an eight pound, 12 ounce baby. You know, he was a big boy. I, you know, had all the normal cravings, was just no complications, was an easy pregnancy other than that I was like huge and gained like 60 pounds and my freaking feet were dying. (laughs) Other than that, everything was great. And so when it came around time to have our second child, I was like really surprised to see that I wasn't getting pregnant right away. And so after about four or five months of trying, so July, August, September, October, so October-ish or end of September is when I got finally got pregnant and I knew it right away. I was like, oh, yay, I'm pregnant. Woohoo. Awesome. So excited. And then about six weeks in, I had my very first miscarriage. And this miscarriage came to me, obviously, as a shock. I was so sad because, you know, you have this hope of having another baby. And it was so early along that I felt invalidated. I felt like um, I just wasn't allowed to grieve this. So I cried for a couple of days and, and then I just kind of tried to let it go. I was like, no, push it down. It'll be fine. It was just a fluke. You know, this happens to one in four pregnancies. Um, I had gone to the doctor. They're like, yes, you know, this is what's happening. You know, just try to move on. It's probably not going to happen to you again. You know, you've had a successful pregnancy in the past. Everything's going to be fine. So, okay, great. Then after everything was good, I we started trying again right away. So, that January, so a couple of months later, I got pregnant again. I was like, great, this is so exciting. Um, so it was like right at the beginning of January. It might have been even right at the end of December. I don't remember now. It's been a while, right? So this was like at the end of 2019, coming into 2020. Everything's good. I'm pregnant. Like I'm growing. Like everything is fine. But I had this like nagging feeling that I see now that um, I could feel it within my in my soul that this baby was not going to come full term but at the time obviously i was like pushing that thought away i thought it was just a fear you know i thought it was just some egoic thought of like you know don't get your hopes up too high you just lost a pregnancy like don't be too encouraged or excited or hopeful or whatever right but so I was like, no, Sam, like, just don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. You know, <laughs> like your body is healthy, everything, right? Then, um, so that was, I got, had the pregnancy test at like the beginning of January, end of December kind of thing. And then on Valentine's Day, my husband and I were sitting at dinner and we were talking about the baby, but I still had like that nervous energy, right? And something inside of me wasn't totally right. And, but I, you know, I was just enjoying it. I was like, I was so excited. We were talking about the baby. Someone from a couple of tables over had heard us and said congrats and everything, right? And like we were coming up on the end of the second trimester-ish, right? We were like nine, 10 weeks along. 
And, um, but there was still this nagging feeling. And then we, we got home from dinner. I went to the bathroom and as I wiped, there was a shitload of blood. And obviously my heart just sank. Like I can just feel it right now. My heart just sank into my stomach. And I just remember thinking, not again, not a fucking again. Are you serious? And I remember just feeling contractions starting. The blood just started to pump out of my body. And like, guys, this is a trigger warning. It's very graphic. So I'm sorry. I should have prefaced that at the beginning. Um, But I started having contractions and the blood started to come. And I just remember just dropping to the floor while I was just bleeding everywhere. And my husband was so sweet and he was so quiet. And he just started like cleaning things up, like you know, I like, cause I just crumpled. Like I didn't even, I didn't even know what to do other than to crumple to the ground. Right. I didn't care if I was getting blood everywhere. I didn't care about that at all. I just was so fucking sad. I was like, this is not happening again. Are you serious? And it was so much further along this time, right? Thinking, you know, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And then, um, he like helped me get into the shower. Um, Like, I didn't even do anything. Like, I don't remember. I just remember seeing, like, the blood and the tissue just start to flow down the drain. And I just sat there. Like, I did not do anything. It was weird. It was, like, some sort of, like, shock almost. And I just can't believe it, you know? And so I'm sitting there. You know, my husband helps me get cleaned up. He was so sweet. He doesn't say anything. Like, he doesn't even think it's gross. Like, he's not telling me to, you know, he's being so sweet. He's just the best. And then... Um, I remember just texting my in-law telling my in-laws telling them what ha- kind of what was going on because they had our son for the weekend and the next day I was supposed to go to the hospital and just like check make sure see if everything's okay because you can bleed in pregnancy which is such a scary thing to happen to you like um, and then you know and you, you never know like are you having a miscarriage or is you know is everything going to be okay <clears throat> So I went to the hospital. They did a pregnancy test. I was still pregnant at the time. Like, um, you know, they did like the blood one and they did uh, a repeat on a stick and everything, but I was still bleeding a lot. Right. And, um, you know, they checked their, they said my cervix was still, I don't know if they said my cervix was closed or not. I can't remember, but they checked me everything and they're like, you know, this could happen. They're like, you need to, you know, come back tomorrow. Right. Or get an an ultrasound tomorrow. So then, um, you know, I was nervous, obviously I'm still bleeding and then it kind of stopped. So I had a, I had like a, a little bit of hope again. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just one of those people that I've been Googling for the last 24 hours that, you know, this is going to be fine. You know, sometimes people just bleed in the first trimester and everything's going to be fine. Right. So then the next day, the bleeding kind of started again and I was to go to the hospital anyways <clears throat> to get an ultrasound. So we, we drove, went to the hospital, a different hospital that we were at, um, and they did an ultrasound. And honestly, I don't know why, but I had the worst experience with this ultrasound lady at the hospital I went to. She had absolutely like no bedside manner. And like, if this is not, if this is not like a a reflection of the energy I was in. I don't know what it is, right? I mean, at when you're feeling like the way that I was feeling at the time, you would hope that somebody would be super caring and nurturing and like all the things, right? 
let me just also preface this. This was before COVID. This was right before COVID hit. Um, let me think. Yes. So, okay. Okay. So this was February of 2020. So this was right before COVID hit. And when we get there, this lady would not let my husband into the ultrasound room. Right. And she, we had to do like the internal ultrasound and the external one as well. Right. To see if there's a baby there, everything. Right. And I'm bleeding everywhere. Like I was like fucking bleeding. <laughs> Guys, I'm just sharing TMI on this episode, whatever. But we get in there and she's like, no, he can't come in. Right. And I'm like sobbing. I was bawling my eyes out. I was going through so much. I was so tired. I was so sad. Right. And in my heart, I knew that it was over. Um, and she's like, nope, he can't come in. And she was so like firm with me. She didn't care that what was happening at all, like didn't seem to care. And obviously I was taking it even harder through my own perception of being in pain, right? All I really wanted was like somebody to mother me or somebody to be like, hey, honey, I know everything's going to be okay. Of course, this just this one time, like we can let the husband in, right? And there was nobody there. There was nobody. It was a Sunday morning there was nobody in this hospital. It was dead. Like it was just dark, quiet. It was, it was really, really strange. And he was only allowed to sit like, you know, six feet away on the other side of the curtain instead of inside there with me and holding my hand and being with me while they shove that thing up there and like check for the baby. So then she checks and she goes, no, there's no baby here. Like there's no baby. Sorry. And then I was like, okay. And then she didn't say a single word and she just left left me there. I was like, okay. And I'm like bleeding everywhere, you guys. <laughs> like it was not a pretty sight. Like I was like, so then she, after she left, I called my husband. I was like, Clayton, come here. And he like helped me. Right. Like, cause I was just, it was a fucking mess and I was bawling my eyes out. It was so, okay, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we're not going to name drop that hospital. We're not going to name drop the per person. I don't even know who it was, but whatever. So she confirmed, you know, there's no baby there. Like, I see no heartbeat, nothing. So, we clean up. I went home and, like, I could tell my body, if you've ever had a miscarriage, you kind of know in your heart when the baby is not in your body anymore because as soon as you get pregnant, you know your mother, right? As soon as that, as soon as you conceive, you feel the baby. You feel you are a mother. So, I didn't feel like it had been over yet. Like I was still questioning things, right? But this lady had told me, the ultrasound lady had told me it was over. She was there's no baby there. So I go home, go to the bathroom, and then yeah, the baby exited my body. And I just remember I was just like gushing, 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 gushing. And just I just saw yeah, I'm not going to get into too many details, but yeah, you know, I knew it was over. Let me just put it like that. And I remember just like staring, sitting on the toilet, like staring at this toilet paper. And my husband was like, okay, uh, like, let's clean you up. He cleaned up everything. And I remember laying in the bed and then like a huge gush of blood came again. And like, he just cleaned the sheets. He was so sweet with everything. And um, yeah. And then I just really did know. I knew it was over. I just remember being so fucking sad for like days and then it was really strange. So I, after that happened, I cried a little bit. I cried. It was sad, grieved. And then I just literally sat up one day and was like, I'm done being sad about this. And I just shut it off, which is not a good sign. I did not feel that pain at all. I just let myself shut down. I let myself shut off. 
for let's see from february until october i did not cry i did not shed a tear about anything which is not healthy at all so it was about however many months that is nine months i went to a breath work where my friend facilitates breath work and i finally released and i remember just laying there after the breath work well during the breath work just sobbing sobbing and it all came flooding out right like i hadn't healed that i hadn't let myself really feel through any of that and i had to just let myself feel the pain and i remember just laying there on the on the floor after breath work just like heaving sobbing about this losing this baby and you know getting angry and sad and all the things and then i was like okay i I'm ready to heal this. I'm ready to let this go. I'm ready to, you know, f- feel this and all of that. So I started to feel it a lot and I remember journaling about it. I remember, you know, maybe posting about it here and there and people were reaching out to me all the time telling me that they had miscarriages and like I was like, "Okay, well, me sharing this is helping other people," which is also why I'm here sharing this today because I don't think that I could, you know, this isn't really a, a light topic. This isn't something that I would normally, it's not really niche either, right? Like I'm not really talking a ton about how to manifest something. What I'm talking about is like a journey that I've been on and a story that has really affected my life. So a year goes by. So the following February, actually the following January, so about a year, I have not been pregnant again. I'm like trying to advocate for myself. I'm like, what is happening, right? And I had a new doctor as my doctor had moved to a different city. And you know, this doctor was just brushing me off, kept saying like, no, it's fine. Just wait, wait this amount of time, like wait a year, see what happens. Most people get pregnant again within a year, right? And he only had sent me for one test um, to get my thyroid checked. Not testing me for anything else, seeing what's going on, nothing like that. And like, I was really feeling like I wasn't heard right? And I felt like I was getting brushed off and I was so sad. And I was like, well, okay, maybe it's just, you know, maybe this, those two had like an anomaly and they weren't supposed to come earthside, like trying to find, you know, the silver lining and trying to find solace in my journey and trying to find the lessons and, you know, all the things. But this doctor was not hearing me, right? Wasn't sending me for the proper tests. And then when I finally said, hey, like I need to see a fertility specialist or something because I'm still not getting pregnant, Um, I'm definitely ovulating. I had changed my entire diet, everything. Like I was like, I balance my hormones. I've learned so much about preconception and like what could be going on. Like wondering if it might be my husband, who knows, right? I have gone down the rabbit hole with health, everything, right? And I am grateful. I know a ton about, you know, living a balanced, healthy lifestyle now, whereas before maybe I wasn't, right? I used to struggle with my acne so bad because of the lifestyle that I was living, which was like extremely restrictive, like tons of seed oils, um, tons of other inflammatory things that I was consuming all the time, tons of pore cloggers, all the things. Plus, I was kind of losing weight in an unhealthy way. I've kind of touched on this before. Um, I had a little bit of an eating disorder after I had my son because I just didn't, you know, I was so worried about not quote unquote, bouncing back, which is such, that's a different topic, but totally toxic. So anyways, this doctor was not advocating for me, wasn't sending me for the proper tests. And I was like, you know what? F this. I'm going back to my other doctor. And oh, I should also say this other doctor told me I couldn't even see a gynecologist for 26 months. (sighs) 
26 months. And that's not even including what it would take for me to get to see a fertility specialist or to see anybody else to see what was going on. So that would have been another two, over two year wait after had losing, after another year of losing, a year had gone by after losing my baby and not getting pregnant at all. So there's another like almost over two years, right? So like, no, F this, I'm going to find my other doctor. So I hunted her down in the next city, which isn't far. So I was like, yeah, I'm going back to you. And I went to her and she checked, uh, she checked what the doctor had sent me for. And she said, he didn't send you for anything. And she, she looked pissed. She's like, what the heck? Right. She's like, good job. Thank you for coming back to me. And within so she had a recommendation, like a requisition, I guess, to for all this different these different types of blood work. Went and got all this tons of blood work done. Everything came back normal. And then within a week, we had an appointment with a fertility specialist for both my husband and I over the phone. We did the consultation over the phone within a week. And then after that, I had an appointment. So she got me not only an all of the blood work, an appointment with a fertility specialist, uh, like within a couple of months. So instead of waiting, you know, another two years, I was in, right? All she had to do was make some phone calls and find, you know, call around to see where there was space instead of, you know, just not even caring. <laughs> and, you know, I love our healthcare system here in Canada. We have an amazing healthcare system, but there is, you know, you really have to advocate for yourself and you have to find a doctor that cares a lot because that's super important. So what I did was, you know, she got me in. I went to the fertility specialist. Um, okay. So I got the appointments for the fertility specialist, got pregnant again. So I got pregnant in January and then I lost the baby again. So I had a third miscarriage. I was about six weeks along. So I was very, very new. It was so fucking sad because I was down um, in my hometown and I um, was at a funeral. <laughs> Went to the bathroom, wiped, and there was blood. And I was like, are you serious? Right. And I, it was just horrible. I'm like, are you freaking serious? But then, um, after that happened, you know, I had, I gave myself time to grieve. I really, really felt it this time. I really allowed myself to feel it this time, really allowed myself to sit in the pain, um, just some completely different place, right? But I also was so freaking determined. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out what the hell is going on, right? So we got the appointments in motion, right? Because it was kind of like we had the, requ we had the requisitions, we had everything ready to go. We just had to kind of get the, ourselves booked in. So I was like, okay, I'm getting myself booked in. I'm figuring out what the hell's happening because this is not normal. You know, my body is rejecting babies and I'm not getting pregnant. I'm healthy AF. So we get in there right away. Um, the doctor is amazing. He goes in and checks, like I had to do the tube dye test and then I had to do this other one where like an endoscope, I think it's called, where they go up there all up in your business and check for anything with a the camera. It's very uncomfortable, very painful, not fun. I sweated a lot and I was like, oh my gosh, this sucks. But you know what? Instantly he found something. He found a polyp on my uterus. So it's nothing. Like it's basically a, like it sounds so gross <laughs> to say it like this, but he said it's basically like a skin tag on your, inside your uterus. And I was like, oh my gosh, but it, it's like two centimeters long, two centimeters long, 
and all he has to do is so is take it out so i actually have surgery by the time you're listening to this it'll be the week that i'm having the surgery i'm having it on friday may 27th where they go up in there it's like a day surgery i go under it takes like 15 minutes or something 12 minutes they go up pull take it out and then yeah it's like a few days recovery so it's hopefully not you know too painful or anything like that and i'm going under for it Um, But yeah, so basically what this polyp causes is early pregnancy loss and infertility. So there you go, right? So that's what's been going on. And I'm fully confident that that's what it's been, right? I have no doubt in my mind that that's what it's been. And he said it's unexplainable. They have no idea why it happens. It's, you know, typically benign. So there's, you know, they're going to check it and make sure that there's nothing else going on. But I don't see why there would be, right? And then interestingly enough, I have been, I have been down the rabbit hole so much about like birth and babies and bodies and women's hormones and all of the things. And I, there's this girl's Instagram story and I really, really wish I could remember who it was so I could, um, tag her, but it was, she was talking about how women are so unsafe after they have babies in their bodies because we're just basically thrown to the freaking wolves after we have our babies. And this is circling back to me having horrible postpartum anxiety and depression. What I think happened, and this is what I feel to be true, and I'm sure that, you know, if they ever had some medical reason why this happens, then, um, yeah, we'll figure that out. But the thing is, is like, energetically speaking, my body is keeping me safe, is allow, is like, no, you cannot have another baby. You are not ready you know what, we're not going to let you go through this again. And I'm so in tune with my body that my cells were like, no, (laughs) no, you can't handle this. This is, you cannot do this again. Like we were so unsafe. You were so stressed out. You were so sad, so anxious, right? So cultivating and re- like wiring my nervous system around having a baby over these past couple of years has also led me to these answers. So, you know, manifesting the second baby has not come easily. There was so much work I had to do on myself in order to get me to this point where I know what's happening now. So whether you believe in like, you know, um, energy well if you're here you obviously believe in like how your energy affects you know your whole entire life right your belief system and your nervous system and everything that's going on inside of you in your thoughts in your body everything will create a manifestation on the outside and for me what happened was like you know okay first let me just kind of backtrack here so you know stress spikes your cortisol and stress is the leading cause of disease So if we are always in a constant state of fight, flight, freeze, we're in a state of stress and our cortisol is spiking, we don't have these tools in our nervous system to regulate and feel calm. And, you know, my birthing experience and having my son was not a calm experience. I struggled so bad with postpartum depression and anxiety. I struggled with breastfeeding, like all of the things. My son was like colicky, undiagnosed colic, and he burped up and like always had gas in his stomach and was always like throwing up after I managed to give him breast, like I managed to breastfeed him, which I struggled with so bad that I think that very early on my body was like, nope, we're not doing this again, you know, and it manifested this polyp 
I, I truly believe that. And it's interesting. So, you know, some people, when they get really stressed out, they lose their hair. Um, when they get really stressed out, they get acne. When they get really stressed out, they gain weight or lose weight, right? So, you know, regulating our nervous system is so fucking important and learn like learning these tools and you know becoming somebody who is self-aware of what's going on in their body is so interesting so yeah that's what's going on i have the surgery on friday may 27th and um definitely a little bit nervous but my husband's gonna be there um my mother-in-law is taking our son so it'll just be like you know, I'll just be focusing on that and just really going to give myself grace to rest. And then when we get pregnant again, I have a whole, like I could do a whole other episode on exactly what it is I'm going to do to make sure that, you know, I don't get those same feelings again. And I'm not saying like I won't get baby blues and maybe I will struggle with postpartum depression. But if I do, like I am not, I'm not going to let myself suffer in silence this time. I'm going to get help. I also am really feeling aligned with a midwife and a home birth and a lactation consultant and hiring a doula to come in and help me at night. Like I will arm myself with all of the tools this time and all of the help and I won't reject help because my safety in my body and my nervous system regulation is so important. And maybe I'm somebody who struggles a lot after they have a baby, but I do desire to have another child at the same time right now, like having all this relief where I'm like, oh, you know, I feel excited and I feel relieved. Like I know we're going to have another baby. I'm also like, do I want another one? <laughs> I do. I really do. Babies are a blessing, but that's basically the journey. So you guys are on this journey to manifesting my second child with me now, especially because I've just really spilled my guts about everything that's been happening. And, you know, I just also really want to hold space for you. If you are somebody who is going through this or has gone through this and you want to reach out and let me know, like talk about it, anything. I'm an open book. Obviously, I just spilled all of the gory details of what has gone on over here. But yeah, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And if you have gone through something like this, that I'm sending you so much love. So next episode, I will touch on how the surgery went and let you know exactly how it all went down. Um, I think that everything's going to be just fine. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay about everything. And I know that this is just another step in my journey. And it's interesting when you start believing that you can have something and when you start to advocate for your dreams and goals, that they show up for you in a different way, right? Like I could have accepted the fact that this doctor was not you know, there was a block there. This doctor was not advocating for me. He wasn't really like, you know, trying to stand up for what was going on, right? He wasn't taking it as seriously and he wasn't, he wasn't really like looking deeper. And, you know, that was also a reflection of me, right? Feeling like maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not as good of a mom as I thought. Maybe I'm not supposed to have more kids, right? But then I said, no, no. I desire this, so that means it's meant for me. I desire this, so it's meant for me. You know, I picture myself holding a baby girl so clearly. Like, I see her in my dreams. I see her when I meditate. I see her. I feel her, you know. I don't know if, you know, this makes sense. This is super woo-woo, but um, there's a book I'm going to read. It's called Spirit Babies. But you can, like, feel, 
your baby. Like you can you can kind of like know them before they're here, which is so woo concept. But I I'm super interested in all of this because I believe that energy isn't created or destroyed. And I know that my next baby, whether it's a girl or a boy, is meant to come to me when they come. So all of this happening, not only is it helping me learn and helping, you know, serving me and it's made me so strong and so resilient. It's taught me how to cry. It's taught me how to feel. It's taught me how to hold space for people on a deeper level. It's helped me become vulnerable. And now I understand women on a different level as well who've gone through something like this. If I hadn't gone through this, I wouldn't be sitting here behind my mic today sharing this with you. I wouldn't be you know, spilling all of this out to you. And my hope is that there is someone there, if you have gone through it, that you understand a little bit more or, sorry, if you have gone through it yourself, I hope you feel seen. And if you have seen somebody go through this, I hope you understand a little bit more about what they could be going through. And if not, if you're just hearing this and you know, you've, you've gone through something hard in your life, I want you to know that I'm here for you. You can always reach out and t- tell me anything. I'm literally an open book. As you can tell, I kind of have realized over the last while, like I hold back a little bit on the podcast because I'm like, I don't know what people will receive. But now I'm really realizing like the more that I just be myself and just spill out all the TMI because that's who I am. Like I will tell you literally anything you want to know. I will tell you. Um, I realize that those are the kind of people that are going to come in here and why not cultivate this beautiful thing where we just talk about everything under the sun. And even if it's deep and it's scary and it's vulnerable and it's weird or it's wild or it's very woo-woo concept because that's what I love. So that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. And if you listen to this whole thing, um, thank you. It's definitely a vulnerable topic and I know that it can be really triggering for people to hear things like this, especially like pregnancy loss and all of that. And I just couldn't imagine losing one even further along. So if you have lost one um, further along too, oh God, sending you love, sending you so much love. Thank you so much for being here today and I'll catch you next week on Manifesting Wonder. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please take a screenshot and share it out on your Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Sam Perriard with an underscore so I can keep the good stuff coming. I will catch you on the next episode.